Yes, it's live. So here we are with another beautiful episode for the Aligned Dad podcast. Scott, what have you got? Morning, Prashant. How or probably evening for you over there? Um, yeah. Yeah. La- I, last night I went out with um, with Charlotte and the kids, and we went to a mate's fortieth birthday. And um, this one got me thinking because me and Charlotte are sort of sitting down, sun setting behind us. We're having a beer, and Violet's off playing in the playground and um mm-hmm. we had Louie in the in the um stroller next to us and so just watching all these kids have a ball you know running around and that kind of thing and then um I just sort of turned to Charlotte and I'm just like man like we get so involved with kids play day or like playing these days yep. so I'm sort of like I, I never had that growing up yeah my dad my dad never would have like run with me and sort of played on the on the playground with me and all that kind of stuff. So, just sort of thinking, this one for me is like called playground rules. Mm. And um, oh, hang on, Prashant, give me a sec. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. Sorry, dude. I just, um, yeah, just sort of talking about my dad. Um, yeah, give me a tick. Give me a tick. I'm getting there. Yeah, look. I guess just sort of, yeah, hanging out together and that kind of stuff back in the day. Like our parents never really sort of did that. Um, and just sort of thinking back, like my, my dad passed away not long ago, sort of like it's coming actually probably 10 years ago now. And mm. um, I'm just sort of going through a bit of stuff too with my mum, like at the moment. So it's mm. just like when you bring that up, it's like ah, all this stuff sort of so, coming up. So before before you go on to uh, that, what... Uh, mm. What what got your heart shrinking right now? What happened? I don't know, man. I, I think it was just like a. It's just there's a build up going on at the moment for me. You know, there's mm. like because my mum is going through like she's got early onset dementia and it's just getting worse and worse. Mm. And she lives about six hours away, and so I've got to try and I've got three brothers, and one of my brothers is living with her at the moment, and we're sort of trying to move her up here. Mm. Um. It's difficult, man. It's like, yeah, it's 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 hard work because you know you sort of speak to her on the phone and she's just it's hard for her to sort of keep up with conversations and stuff at the moment, you know. And it's really mm. it's kind of disconcerting, man. <laughs> it's it's really mm. hard. Eh? Mm. Um, and so, you know, like uh, my dad was like the like that was they were rocks, you know what I mean? Together, they just. They did everything together, and once my dad went, it was kind of like, you know, my mum's just mm. sort of sort of lost her way a lot. You know, she sort of lost that foundation, I guess, and yeah. deteriorated mm. pretty quickly. Hey, mm. yeah. Mm, no, so when uh, you know, it's very, uh, or rather, I would say, I'm seeing you uh, in this in this kind of a uh, being. After a very long time, after our uh, mentoring program together, which we uh, took up a few years back, um, mm. 
so, so, Scott, my only my only uh, wish for you is that you know uh, get this out as much as you can. Uh, yeah. Let these thoughts, these emotions, you know, have uh, multiple outlets uh, for you to, uh, you know, to. I would not say vent it out, uh, but you know, to speak it out. And it's so amazing that uh, you know, growing up, the kind of uh, deep and uh, uh, what do you say? Maybe. an unseen bond that we share with our parents even if they don't want it to be or they want it to be and whether we want to receive it or not receive it the kind of bonds that we share it's uh, you know what you experience right now is just a testimony of that yeah, uh, yeah. you know and uh, uh, uh happy that you know i'm i'm happy that you chose to uh, uh, respond to your inner uh, inner child you know wanting to wanting to emote and you know just be um yeah and it's it, it's it's good that we both as friends are there for each other to you know to send and receive uh, you know whatever support we can for each other so yes god yeah appreciate uh, it man uh, thank you for you know uh, for showing this side of you and uh, you know helping yourself and definitely helping me and all of us uh, you mm. know through whatever is in store for us to Thanks for Sean. Yeah, I mean, obviously there's some stuff going on, you know, cuz it's just like you could just feel the build up. I could just feel the build up inside. So it's like, yeah, what what you're saying about just having that outlet to to let out is really important cuz you kind of think you got it all together, right? It's just yeah. sort of going through a day and for me it's like just trying to manage the 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 waves of of thoughts that go through your head. And you're like, okay, like just let it go. It's just the ego, but Yeah, I think it does a lot more uh it goes deeper, that's for sure than just a thought, you know, those thoughts have some sort of thread that run through your whole body. Um mm. obviously obviously because this was <laughs> unplanned, unexpected, yes. you know, so it just sort of yeah, pops out. But I mean, look, getting back to what I was saying, um Yeah, you know, like do we do we get involved with our kids too much these days in in their world like uh, of play? Mm. So for me it's just you know like Violet will want me to come and hang out with her and do all the things and run around and jump on the swings and mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff but it's it's almost in a way and I, and there's no judgment here from me at all but in a way it's like that's their realm I want her to go and play you know um and it's funny because you look around and all the dads and the dads are so much more involved these days and mm-hmm. like I say my dad ever would have been or or my mum Cuz I had older brothers and we would just sort of grab each other and we'd run down a bush and we'd get into trouble and do all that kind of stuff, you know. So but these days everyone's a bit more cautious and looking out for their kids and making sure they don't fall or hurt mm. themselves or whatever, you know. So I just want to hear like your take on that. What what do you think from your perspective? Yeah, uh that's a pretty interesting uh thought uh, uh which you shared uh, uh Scott so almost every other day either me or my wife go to pick up uh, my uh, daughter from school and uh, uh, we share that responsibility 50 50% you know so 50% of the time ashwini goes to pick up uh, my daughter adriya and uh, i uh, go the other 50% and there have been times in the last 2 3 months it's only ashwini who has gone to pick adriya up uh, so after school there's a small uh, 
park just next to the school and a lot of kids you know who stay close by they come and hang out in the in the park and they uh, they play all these fun things around and uh, you know slides and so if slides are meant to be uh, used ladder up slide down kids kids are you know they reverse it <laughs> they use slide up ladder down <laughs> so <laughs> the they they find their own innovative ways to kill uh, boredom uh, there are times where we want to be cautious um and i would say uh, the concept of being cautious we have to educate a kid or warn a kid about certain uh, potential problems that they might face in a new setting in a new environment and once that is said then we have to leave them to their own mercy you know mm. we have to let them be let them fall let them figure out uh, uh, you know whether jumping on that uh, piece of rock or jumping from that piece of rock was a good idea or not you know yeah. so that they have to figure out but we have to tell them let's see that is a rock and if you hit <laughs> it with any part of your body at any speed you're going to get hurt and here's your body the most delicate part in your body is going to be your head so we want mm. you to take care of your head it should not hit any hard surface as hard as a rock now yeah. that's the least we can do but if we go on uh, you know trying to figure out uh, <laughs> trying to figure out what they are doing every second it does not help uh, yeah. on a on a funny side note just uh, day before yesterday we were there to pick up adira and uh, right near the park there were these two gigantic trees you know and under those trees um so uh, so uh, so the branches of the trees start growing like almost um 5 to 10 inches above the ground so it's not a traditional tree where you know the the branches are like uh, from 7 feet onwards or whatever so this is a very low lying mm. uh you know tree and so um one of the parents was observing where uh, his uh, little girl child had gone and he's seeing and these two girls are hiding behind the tree and all that stuff so that's when my wife said uh, you know said uh, uh, prashant i i have told adira not to go under that tree i said why like what happens there uh, no it's it's bad i said why what what like do they do like funny physical things like do they uh, touch and feel each other like what is happening <laughs> like, i don't know it's like because are they uh, do they get curious or something that's what kids they are funny you know they can do all yeah, these yeah, funny yeah. things so yeah. i went on i went thinking on those lines so uh, so that's when ashwini said no 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 it's not that it's it's because that's the the favorite urinating spot for kids is their hideout spot <laughs> So there are, so when you're in a certain, marking it like animals or something you know <laughs> yeah so when these kids uh, you know right after school when they come and play over there uh, they drink lots of water uh, and uh, suddenly after 30 minutes they feel like peeing there's no uh, public urinal as such so they have to you know they have to get this extra uh, liquid that's floating in their body out you know yeah, yeah. Uh, under the under the tree is the favorite spot for uh, uh, the, pa- the the parents to send their kids off to you know so yeah yeah n- now this is something that we need to be cautious about uh, right we won't we won't know we won't know that and 
and god forbid they go into that place and they come back stinky then <laughs> that's a lesson for us you know so it's 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 all a, a what do you say a mixed bag but for mm. most part of it we have to educate them to at least their head is what they need to make sure that they're not falling head on anywhere yeah. front back sideways uh rest of it you know even uh, even if you send your kids in the most safest of safe place they are going to find uh, themselves in a very awkward oh, situation definitely. if they because they like having fun um yeah, but right. there was a point there was a point scott where i was very possessive about uh, uh, not i would not say my daughter i was very possessive about ensuring my daughter's safety but soon i realized that i'm trying to you know overdo it i should detach mm-hmm. myself from that expectation that she is not going to get hurt and today the yeah. proof uh, yeah today the proof on my 10 year old's uh, body is that both her knees are massively bruised from cycle falls her uh, elbows are massively bruised uh, she has got a bruise uh, right above her left uh, eyebrow so things have happened and i'm happy yeah. that she has explored it and uh, you know she has experienced it that's that Yeah exactly yeah I think they do need to experience it just to know what it feels like first obviously like you said you don't want anything to happen with the head but they kind of they kind of need to know like what a fall feels like to be going yep. oh, maybe I shouldn't be jumping off that 10 foot bridge you know onto the ground so yeah we and and obviously to like a bit of intel for the for the parents to to know that that spot over there is a the urinating spot so it's kind of good to know those things <laughs> <laughs> definitely um yeah. so yeah look you can't be there all the time obviously yeah yeah but yeah what awesome. have, what have you got for us today prashant yeah, some so interesting I, topics yeah i i i had this uh, thought uh, scott from a, a conversation that i was uh, with um, um one of the people you might know so uh, scott here's the thing um as a parent uh, you know uh, we we have faced a lot of hardships or we are still uh, you know facing a lot of hardships right but our parents you know our parents faced a lot of hardships when they were growing up and they did their best uh, to minimize all kinds of hardships that they could pass on to us as uh, kids now taking a lesson from uh, their parenting style we make sure that we reduce as much as much of hardships as we can we can reduce uh, for our kids uh, to give our kids the best life that they can with very less troubles now our kids will potentially live in a lap of uh, you know luxury and comfort now this is where i have a question i have a um, uh, you know it's like a paradoxical question so now when the kids have everything in life they feel en- they feel so entitled and when they feel entitled and they don't end up doing the things the way they are supposed to do we get angry at them <laughs> for not being understanding and yeah, then yeah. suddenly we compare our upbringing and tell them that you know when i grew up i had to go through so much of troubles and you are not even facing that be grateful for uh, what you have in life uh, so my my uh, question over here is that why are we doing so much to uh do you know to shield our kids or to to give our kids so much when we know that at a at a, you know at a crucial juncture in life they are not going to listen to what we have uh 
given them or told them or advised them and they are going to do things their own way and mm. potentially trigger us uh, in the wrong way you know making us angry or making us irritated or making us wild like what are your thoughts it's a open mm. uh, thought and a question yeah no that's that's a very good topic hey like the um yeah i think it's it's a difficult one hey this this entitlement um yeah cuz i think like you, i guess you just want to make them happy and making them happy means like you know giving them something right or yeah um and that could be anything could be a cuddle could be whatever could be tv could be um a lollipop or whatever right but i guess i guess that then takes a bit of momentum is like you know if they don't get that then they start to get unhappy and then you want to make them happy and then they get unhappy and so it's like this this cycle mm. um so yeah i don't know like <clears throat> but it must be confusing for them too like when we, when we turn around and say that hey you can't have this all the time because we didn't have it all the time either and so they've got no idea yeah. about that kind of concept at all so it would be really really uh confusing because i know like for for instance sometimes you just when you're talking and you catch yourself listening to what you just said right and i'm just like holy mm. shit so for instance like Val will always be like hey dad you need to do this you need to do that and i'm like i need to do this i, I don't think i need to do this fine <laughs> if you maybe ask me a little bit nicer like you know could you please do this daddy and we try you know mm. can you please mm. all this kind of stuff and then i caught myself like you know not long after just being like hey violet can you grab your pants cuz you need to put them on and you need to do this and i'm like <laughs> all right that's what she gets over on me i'm the one who's saying it so it's this confusing like yeah. loop i guess it yeah. just sort of keeps going on and on and i guess maybe subconsciously too there's this whole um yeah you you see what other parents are doing on social media or just even you know when you're at a, a barbecue or catching up with mates you see their their kids have this their kids have that and mm. you know subconsciously like oh that I could see Violet doing that or I could see Louie doing that that'd be cool to get that you know and so you start to get these things for them that can create this entitlement kind of thing mm. because then you know they they're at this barbecue and they see a kid who's got this thing that they want they're like well why can't I have it you know and then Yep. So I guess maybe it just takes on a laugh of its own from there. What what do you think? Uh yeah, uh see um it's a it's a it's it's a catch 22 situation, you know. You want mm. you want the kids to experience very uh, um you know as less of troubles or whatever. Uh, mm. But at the same time, what can we do to make them feel grateful for the things that they have yeah uh what exercise or what like what physical activity we can make them do say for example if they are having everything easy in their uh, life today um what can we do to make them feel a bit of discomfort and feel that oh this is mm-hmm. what i'm missing from life right mm-hmm. say for example my uh, uh grandfathers and they are Uh, parents whatever when they were growing up they didn't even have uh, a good pair of footwear and they used, they had to work bare feet uh, mm. you know and today kids they want uh, disney 
character based shoes they want uh, roller skate shoes they want shoes that has got lights on it they like yeah. all different kind of fancy stuff so what can we do to make them, make them feel that you know they're not entitled like take them to a very beautiful uh park and mm. find the most roughest patch <laughs> patch in that place and make them walk barefoot and make them run barefoot and when yeah, a few yeah. sprinters get into their feet when a few pebbles start start uh, you know pricking them uh, like deep in their heels is when yeah. they will scream out dad mom <laughs> that's when we say this is why you have what you have. have and this shoes, is why yeah. yes and um Not But see, the thing is, is like we'll, we'll buy, we'll, we'll buy like Violet, you know, a pair of shoes, and then she, like at the playground, like you said, off they come, they come straight off, and she's running barefoot <laughs> through the thing, you know. And she yeah. did get a splinter in her feet, like when we took her to this place, Shawncliffe. There's this big, huge pier, wooden yeah. pier. Yeah, shoes. Hey, oh, you got to put your shoes on. No, 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 no. And she ran up the thing, and then she got like five little splinters in her feet, you know. And it's like, well, we did try to say it, but. <laughs> <laughs> can't tell them, so, that's for sure so one one example i'm uh, or one real life story that i'm thinking of is so i have uh, this friend of mine um, from back back from my radio days when i used to work in radio and his name was samir uh, samir joshi so he's a a beautiful person at heart he's very traditionalist uh, uh, but still very liberal in his thoughts and uh, ideologies and all that stuff so once when we are having having a conversation this is much before my marriage he was married and he had a, a kid a son um at that point when i was chatting with him so he shared this philosophy of his his parenting philosophy he said that see prashant the uh now did you see this new car model that has come which has got like great suspension uh, you know so that if you go through potholes uh, you won't feel that you're going through a pothole the suspension the car suspension takes care of it and your back and all will be like intact and you won't feel back ache if you're going through a patchy uh, road so i said yeah yeah that's a great car and uh, it's very expensive right uh, this is almost 20 years back scott this conversation mm. so right, yeah. um so he says uh, yeah uh, it is it is a latest uh, car model but you know what i'm not going to buy that car i said why it's too expensive for you you can't afford it no no uh, i can get a loan and i can get the car so he said then why are you not getting he said that uh, prashant if i get the car i will use it for my own luxury but can you imagine my son going through that luxury i don't want him to go through that luxury i want him to use my old car which has not got suspensions and which has got creaky brakes and creaky wheels and he has to sit in it he has to go through the potholes feel his head <laughs> shaking and vibrating for 10 seconds after it goes through a pothole he has to feel the pain of it after he feels the pain of it he should come up with the statement to me dad why are other kids going in better cars than us can we afford that car can we buy that car that's when i'm going to have a conversation with him and tell him what privilege is what entitlement mm-hmm. is what luxury mm-hmm. is and uh, i was suddenly reminded of this conversation that i had uh, with this friend of mine so this is another good way to you know tackle mm-hmm. 
uh, these uh, uh, problems. I don't know how much of it you can practically imply, but I'm sure you're going to get ideas uh, from these three different perspectives that Scott shared, the story of my friend Samir, and probably mm. my, uh, uh, you know, my take uh, on this topic. Yeah, so yeah, yeah so this can be a never-ending conversation, Scott. I, I oh think man, so. it would yeah. go on and on forever, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you have next? <laughs> well, uh, mobile phones are the new cigarettes, right? I, was, I saw this on the way home uh, from work on I think it was Thursday. I'm sitting on the bus because I get I get public transport to work, and um, like we've we've got one car, so we made that decision. Um, a while back to get rid of two cars, one for financial reasons, but two just to sort of, yeah, I guess just to, to um, it's not easier, but I guess it's just, we, we can't take on that extra luxury basically at the moment. Mm. So anyway, catching a bus home and I just sat down and I'm sort of in the, in the aisle seat that looks, there's these two seats at the front of the bus that look at each other and the rest look towards the front of the bus. So I'm sitting there and you get a you get it like a view of down the bus, right? You say down to the right, down to the left and across. And everyone is just on their phones, you know, just straight on their phones. Or people will come on the bus, tap on, then straight in the pocket, out it comes, out it comes the phone <laughs> and just, everyone's just doing this. And it just occurred to me, it was like, you know, back in the day, that was a cigarette that would come out, you know, and people would just be... <laughs> Lighting up and smoking a cigarette, you know, and just contemplating. But people don't contemplate that anymore with a phone. It's just like head down straight into it. And I'm one of those people too. Like I'm, there's no judgment. I get my phone out too and I'm like straight on it, you know, like and it's mm. it's it's a never-ending thing. And then suddenly, you, you know, you feel the pain in the neck and you're wondering where right. that pain in the neck is coming from because you're just yeah. consumed on this thing, you know. It's just, it just takes over our lives. And But it's almost like this, this, um, addiction that you can't break you know yep. it's just this this mobile phone and suddenly you get drawn in because you know you might have to answer an email on the way to work or you know you're, you're looking for real estate for my mom and you know, all mm. this kind of stuff so what's it like over there in canada you know is it a, is it a similar similar phenomenon well it's it's uh pretty similar for me over here and mm. uh, uh definitely a lot of, um, I think so, Scott, this could be a case uh, that's pretty common across the world when you're commuting yeah. or when you are, uh, uh, you know, you're it's in It's not even just commuting. Anyway. It's like people yeah. who have got like a spare couple of minutes, it's like bang, yes. straight out, out it comes and it's you straight onto it, you know? Yes. So the, the thought uh, being uh, that you are always uh, waiting to be stimulated. You want mm. some kind of... Uh, adrenaline you 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 want to feel that you are in the middle of action you want to feel that you are getting something out of this silence or you're getting something out of this weird place that you're stuck in and you don't want to be and mm. somehow uh, if it was intended for a good use or if it is put to a good use maybe mobile phones and the content that is uh, shared through it can be um used as therapy but not in its current state not in its current content flow not in its current you know uh this uh, vanity metrics that everyone is playing the vanity game that everyone is playing going to 
you know these cool places and sharing cool pictures and uh, you know having rented <laughs> rented yeah. aircrafts and just saying that you're flying business class and you know all that all the yeah, kind of yeah. stuff uh what i feel is that uh because most of most of the world is living this uh this highly stressful highly um uh, you know tightly knit life mm-hmm. from their uh you know beat their 9 to 5 or their uh 5 to 9 they need to just break away from the monotony they just need mm-hmm. to uh break away from that and i think so um the problem is people don't know how much to restrict it how much to limit it how much to limit mm-hmm. that stimulation in their day to day lives and if you don't know how to limit it then it's pure poison it's addiction mm-hmm. it's it's like it's like any other drug you know um yeah. uh luckily for me um over here uh, at home most of our things are regulated not out of uh, like enforcing and trying to live this kind of great life whatever out of mm. uh, practice and out of the need for uh, you know being less stimulated in life has uh, led to a lot of crucial decisions like we don't have lot of expensive things around the house we just have essential things so we live a very essentialist life um, mm. now right now as i'm talking to you uh today is the first day in this entire week my daughter is watching television she's nice. watching a movie of a choice for one and a half hours so she has mm-hmm. got a saturday and sunday that she can watch television but at the same time she says that when she goes to school some of her seniors they get phones to school uh 7th grade kids 6th grade kids they get phones to school and they watch tiktok and uh she was talking about some new trend that she saw on tiktok uh now that is going to be crazy right we don't know uh what is being served to kids uh but one thing is uh, clear that because of the uh, uh the the deep intention that me uh, my wife and uh, i want to believe my daughter also has to be less stimulated uh mm-hmm. my daughter going forward she will also want to choose this uh path knowing the good effects of uh, you know consuming less from the outside mm-hmm. world because yeah. what we consume is what we put in our head and what we put in our head is what we choose from to make decisions and from that decisions one horrible thing that we all do as humans is we react and we react on the basis of what we have consumed what is there in our head so sure, yeah. we can yeah. only respond the art of responding only comes when there is huge gaps of silence in your head when mm-hmm. there is very less content in your head so that you have got time to reflect you have got time to think you have got time to breathe and mm-hmm. figure out what is happening to you so uh, that's a that's a very interesting uh, insight uh, scott and i think so uh, you know for a very long unforeseeable future this this is what it's going to be this is this is what it's going to be people are going to be glued you know mm. you might see people with neck braces now a very cool yeah. designer neck yeah. brace you know yeah with, uh, <laughs> like, and they can put their favorite characters yeah. on there and yeah sticker it up and stuff like that like the yeah. phone phone case you know yeah that's yeah, that's the next crazy. million dollar business now yeah, yeah. <laughs> creating neck like braces like tastify right yeah 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 <laughs> Uh, it's yeah. crazy man yeah and look it, i think that's kind of why 
you know, we, we, we let Violet watch TV and that's fine. And she can watch, you know, her favorite TV shows and stuff like that, you know, maybe about an hour a day or coming, something like that. But we, we sort of drawn the line at an iPad Ooh. and that kind of stuff, you know, so, and we always try and supplement that. We've got a dog. So we're mm. always out walking the dog. Oh, nice. She's got a bike. She's got two bikes. We've got bushland behind us, that kind of stuff, you know, so that's the priority. Mm. And then, you know, you can't, you just can't sort of look after your kids all the time. So the TV nanny sort of comes in every now and then for us and helps out. But mm. yeah, I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be a difficult conversation. I think when it's like, dad, why can't I have a mobile phone or a tablet? You know what I mean? So, cause yeah, I just mean Charlotte, we just don't want to go there for, for that, for the reasons why I'm looking at the people in the neck and the, and the addiction. It's, it's just, yeah, it's not something that we yeah. want to do for sure. Yeah, that's that's truly uh, a a constant challenge that we're going to face uh, on mm. an everyday basis. Yeah, yeah. S- that said, uh, one of the guys that I watch on a daily basis, uh, uh, Scott, is a person called Alex Hormozy. He is an entrepreneur. He's a self-made uh, entrepreneur. Um, okay. He, was in the fitness business uh, back in the days you would call him as a fitness entrepreneur now he's just a plain entrepreneur he runs this uh, company called as acquisition.com uh, he's a multimillionaire uh, he had this very insightful video about his relationship with his dad and that's where this uh, next quote comes from i can either die to myself or i can die to my father okay, and yeah. the other the other correlated uh, uh, quote to this is the idea of disappointing him, my father, or not getting his approval felt like death. So why does he say this? So when Alex uh, uh, says the idea of disappointing him uh, or not getting his approval felt like death, he means that his father's opinion of him was so important that the thought of not uh, meeting his expectations was unbearable. So Alex felt a strong need to constantly please his father and gain his approval, which caused him a lot of anxiety and pressure. And he ended up Mm -hmm. doing things that he didn't like doing. And that caused a lot of, uh, you know, uh, negative side effects inside of him. And then when he goes on to say, I can either die to myself or I can die to my father, he's he's expressing the difficult choice he uh, had to make uh, between pursuing his own desires and goals or continuing to live his life according to his father's expectations. So mm. Alex soon realized that he could either sacrifice his own identity and desires to please his father or risk disappointing him by pursuing his own path. It was a difficult decision, but ultimately Alex chose to prioritize his own happiness and fulfillment. And he just left his home one day. He drove off uh, with his car much far and wide from where his father was staying. And he, uh, you know, started looking for odd jobs. And that was his start uh, for uh, becoming what he is uh, today so one more point i wanted to add in this uh thing is scott alex had an immigrant father i think so they immigrated uh from um 
from Iran. His dad immigrated from Iran. So much to the earlier point, what we were discussing about what is entitlement, what is struggle, uh, uh, you know, for our kids today in context of what mm. our parents faced, what we faced. Mm. This uh, quote of Alex highlights the uh, the the forceful imposition of struggle on the kid saying mm-hmm. that i used to do it back in the days i used to grow up in this way and if you want to survive in this new country you have to follow these principles or you have to f- go through this struggle and you have to please me always else it is going mm-hmm. to end up your life is going to end up in disaster mm-hmm. and uh, that's where this quote really uh, you know shun for me and i really uh, started thinking about all the occasions and moments uh, in our life where uh, our parents are immigrants or not does not matter here but so many of our decisions so many of our choices um, in our life as kids that we have made were based on our parents tastes were based on our parents boundaries or circles that they laid around us what do you think yeah oh, definitely yeah yeah for sure um and that still happens with us right like yeah. subconsciously it's like what we've taken from our upbringing now we're putting that onto our kids so it's it's kind of like yeah, it's a vicious cycle even if you have a awareness about it still there's there's that subconscious element that just keeps traveling through like a thread to your kids yeah. right so yeah my dad was an immigrant too. He, he immigrated to Australia in the sixties. He was like a 10 pound POM, which is, <laughs> they, um, they coined him a 10 pound POM. So I think that in England, they were offering, um, trades to come over to Australia. Oh, um, to, or the Australian government, I, th- I should say, were offering, uh, incentive for, uh, workers to come over and get a trade over in Australia and whatnot to immigrate and, and work over here. So my dad did that. I think it was like 10 pounds, caught a boat over in the sixties, came over and then that was it. You know, he lived his life here mm. and you know, he, he similar sort of thing. He, he worked hard, man. He worked two jobs, had four kids. Um, and in the end he didn't struggle. He made, he made it. Yeah. You know, he was very comfortable. My mum and dad yeah. very comfortable or middle-class, you know what I mean? We weren't anything ridiculous, but yeah, my dad then was always like, you know, you've got to do this. You've got to do it like a trade, a trade. You have to do a trade. It'll yeah. set you up for life. Then you buy a house. Then you do this. Then you do that, you know. And for me, I I, I hated trades. Like I did uh, when I was 18, I got a, a trade as an air conditioning mechanic and I mm. fucking hated it. It was just not me at all. Mm. And I struggled through it, you know, for $180 a week. My boss was a complete asshole to me and and I just hated it. And it wasn't until I made that decision to, to say, right, mm. I've just got to follow what I like to do, you know? And so I got into sound production and audio engineering and I followed that sort of path into, you know, TV and film and that kind of stuff. And um, my dad was cool about it. Like he was never like, oh, all right, that's it, you're shunned. But there was all these things that sort of came away from our relationship too that I found out later because my dad would always sort of, he would always not speak very highly of his home, his home Mm. country. He didn't have a good time in his home country. And I always wondered why he, he would say Australia is the best country in the world. (laughs) Like England don't want to know about it. Don't ever want to go back there, that kind of stuff. And I was, I was always wondering why that was the case. Anyway, when me and 
Charlotte went traveling. We we went around the world for like 18 months and we ended up living in the UK, lived in um, London for a year. And I went and met my um, uncle and auntie up in up in uh, Warrington, sort of like near Manchester anyway, in the UK. Wow. It was great. It was the first time I met him. And mm. the spitting image of my dad, like same mannerism, same everything. And this is like my my uncle and my, uh, my dad, they didn't speak like for years, like, I don't know, maybe 30 years or something in like that. Yeah. And me going over there brought them back together, right? And so they started having conversations again. But I started finding out little bits and pieces about my dad's history and why he he sort of shunned where he was from. And so, mm. you know, there was this all this backstory of, you know, him, he had a previous marriage and it didn't work out well and they divorced and that wasn't the thing to do back in the 60s, you know what I mean? So mm. that was part of his reason of, of leaving the country and getting out there. And, yeah, it's just, it's funny how you sort of keep all, like he just kept these things guarded and was like, I need to protect you guys from this, mm. you know? And so I guess... In that point, it, it, yeah, he's he's coming from that loving place where I want, I only want the best from you for you guys. But yeah, you know, there's all these sort of contradictions underneath that. For me, once I unraveled them, I'm like, this is not so bad, you know. Like learning mm-hmm. about this stuff, I, I understand why he is the way that he is, and and he sort of enforced the things that he did. But I mean, if you if you can't reach that point of following your heart well like what's going on here you're either going to die to yourself or die to, to your father right so i think Ooh. it's a sticky situation but unless unless you have i guess got that awareness to to follow what is yep. in your heart then you're gonna you're gonna be pretty miserable i'd say now i probably got really off track then but you know no no i i you... think so uh uh i think so your immigration story or your rather your dad's immigration story is really uh, amazing. I'd never heard of it before. Uh, thank you for sharing it. Um, see again the sensibilities, right? Like uh, when today, today when you hear of uh, Alex's story and uh, how he said his father imposed whatever uh, restrictions on him, today he's today he's forgiven his father for who he was and what. When he says that, and he also credits his father if his father was not as so-called cruel or as uh, you know harsh on him he wouldn't have been where he is today mm. because he was pushed to the edge by his father and mm. only when he was pushed to the edge is when he discovered his uh, brilliance or his uh, 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 you know his true calling to do mm. what he wants in life or what he needed to do in life uh, so i think so it's 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 um, hand in glove kind of a thing you know you it 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 is needed you need that aggressiveness you need uh that person who is um you know uh, good intentioned yet very cruel <laughs> very cruel at sure. times you need that uh and only once you have that contrast uh you're gonna um you know you're gonna think about where you are in life and what are the choices you have made uh, to reach uh, where you are and whether you want to continue being uh, surrounded with this person or not you have to challenge certain uh, uh, you know certain uh, people certain statements certain mm. places and if you feel that that is not the right place right person uh, right situation for you 
just move out things will fall in place but that desire for you to change that is what i think so is uh, the most important uh, year so today in alex's case it was his father uh, for many around the world it could be their mother it could be their uncles it could be their brothers it could be um, you know anyone so yeah yeah a good yeah, a good lesson and an insight uh, which is there and also having that immigrant touch uh, you know where you're either hiding much of your struggles from back in the days and you don't want to uh, impose that or bring that uh mm. kind of struggle to your kid also that's also an interesting insight that we had today from uh, listening to your uh story scott yeah and also one last thing i put on there too like these things are they're all here for our learning so last yeah. uh, episode i said that my dad you know had that phrase you live and you learn so mm. the these things are all there for our learning and so if we can take you know, the pushy dad or the, the strict father or the, this, the cultural things, right? Yeah. They're, yeah. they're all here sort of banging on our door until we wake mm. up and say, shit, I've got to follow my heart, not what's in my head, yeah. you know? Like you're going to continue down that path until you finally wake up or not. Mm. So, mm. yeah, I think it's definitely important to just have a bit of, bit of silence and just try and listen, see what goes on. <laughs> yeah. Scott, so... Um... Before we wrap up, what is mm. the weird, happy, fun, exciting thing that you discovered online that you would like to share? And then I'll share my discovery of the week. Do you have something uh, that you would like to? Yeah, there's, um, well, yeah, there's, there's this one. It's a little bit, it, it's like, it's every, it's a really good feel, feel good story at the same time, mm -hmm. but there's also question marks underneath it. So there's this it's this healthcare it's called healthcare in the land of the free right so okay there's a lady in florida uh, mm -hmm. an older woman in florida who spent her life savings uh, looking mm. after her daughter who had breast cancer mm. um and finally her daughter did her last treatment and her mum has bought this lotto ticket mm. and won two million dollars Wow. And so her mum, her mum was like, yeah, she she would buy a lotto tickets for, uh, all the time, mm. but you know, the day after, I think it was like the day after the the, the treatment had finished, she won two million dollars, and so it's just like beautiful, uplifting <laughs> story that, you know, she'd just given everything to her daughter, you know, and then finally she gets uh, repaid back. But mm. the undercurrent under that is that, you know, that that the healthcare system in the US is is pretty pretty dire and mm. you know this is on uh reddit so all all the comments underneath you know from americans who are sort of like you know this is a great story but why does it have to get this way to be able to you know <laughs> achieve or get the healthcare that we need why does somebody have yep. to spend their life savings right so i'm not sure what it's like in canada or or, or india but we're kind of lucky in australia that a lot of our taxes go towards yeah the the healthcare yep. system here and so, you know, like with Louis, like we had Louis in the, in uh, public hospital and didn't cost us a dime, you know, like mm. bits and pieces that along the way sort of cost us. But, um, you know, we went private first and so we, we paid up front and that was great. We got like a room to ourselves mm -hmm. for, for three nights and fed and stuff like that. But it was a luxury. And mm. with Louis, it was like it was no different, you know, and the midwives um, who were paid by the public system they deliver the baby 
and the doctor comes in last minute, cuts the cord and goes, thanks very much, you know, and then out they go. So in the, in the public setting, it was just their midwives there delivering the baby and the whole thing. So it was amazing. And I, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of grateful that we have that sort of level of, of healthcare in, in Australia, but yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think so. It's like a universe calling for uh, the mother to win uh, that, uh, you know, uh, that amount mm. of money. And that's been um, insane. That's really an uplifting uh, story. So I was, I was grinning through all your conversation when you were talking about healthcare, because, and mm-hmm. uh, the reason being that uh, you're in um, uh, Brisbane, uh, which is Australia. Um, I was there in Perth almost four, five years back. And I heard so many good things about the healthcare over there. Um, uh, back then, I'm sure it is, it is uh, mostly the same today. Also, uh, people were raving about Absolutely. the healthcare services in, uh, in, uh, Perth. Um, then today here I'm in Canada, uh, Canada also has got a beautiful healthcare system. Uh, most of uh, the taxes, <laughs> taxpayers money goes towards that. Um, mm. Of course, there are insurance and all those other things attached to it. But, uh, yeah, uh, you yeah. know, uh, for the most part, you have not to pay a single dime for, uh, um, uh, you know, unless and until it's some really grave situation that you're in. Uh, it's mostly yeah. free. Uh, then uh, back in India, India, we have got a wealth of amazing uh, doctors and medical professionals. Uh, there are multiple modalities of, uh, uh, you know, uh, healing, alternate therapies. Um, we are in abundance uh, in terms of health care systems in, uh, in India. And this I'm talking about uh, most of the metro cities or most of the developed cities uh, in India. Uh, the situation will be a little different or maybe on a borderline darker side when you go to rural or interior uh, parts of India. But for the most part, uh, uh, you know, there are good hospitals and there are good doctors who are uh, there in um, uh, in India. Now, the thing about US, I've heard many friends, I've heard uh, many weird uh, stories and horror stories of people not wanting to step into the hospital because of this very same reason that, uh, you know, they get these huge bills. And I've seen, I'm sure you would have also seen, and many of our uh, listeners today also would have uh, seen so many films based in US where you've seen that they go in for a small cut on their finger and they've got like this huge bill, like which is like $5,000, $6,000. And, uh, you know, it it really shakes um, uh, the (laughs) the whole financial stability of a person. And Mm. um, I don't know what needs to be done to fix it, but whenever it will be fixed, it will be the best thing that will happen to that country. I'm Um, sure, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Scott, so now I am going to drop in a link on that same sheet. Um, Yeah. Uh, you would have seen it updated. It's a it's a small Instagram reel, which yeah. this uh, mother shared of a son called Elisa. So it's it's this small little boy who's sitting in his small little table and chair, and he's he's uh, reading a book and sipping a hot cup of what tea or something. And his mother has written <laughs> over here: "I packed lunches for Ayan and Alia, and I look over to see Ayan just casually drinking his lemon and honey tea." And at, at first I laughed because who does he think he is? 
but then i realize that i'm glad that he has this moment of calm and focus for himself before he starts his day at school i hope your day is off to a great start too and i really loved this visual of this little boy you know just taking his time and you know almost like a it's like a man child grandpa yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just needs a cardigan on you know like yeah it's just so uh, casual i just loved it so uh, on that a particular video a child therapist uh, somewhere uh, you know deep down in the comment uh, graveyard someone is uh, a child therapist has said as a child therapist i'm so happy that he already has the emotional regulation and coping mechanisms in place at this mm-hmm. younger age and that's the beauty Man. of uh, you know some kids just get it some kids yeah. some kids are zero bullshit full on yeah. abundance be do have and they are living the life of uh, you know um life of abundance through them and, uh, and he'll be like is... a leader of some sort you know like when he's older for sure at least till the time yeah. his mom gives him a cell phone and he has his name yeah true <laughs> yeah and then he's derailed oh, yeah. poor kid hopefully yeah. that doesn't happen yeah. yeah hopefully that does not happen and that is i think so uh, been a great episode uh, today scott we covered a lot of lot of topics we did uh, we started on a, a deeply emotional uh, note um with uh, your story and i loved both your stories that uh, that directly had got to do with your dad uh, so thank you so much for sharing your stories no thank you and thank you for your support prashant yes and i hope you the fantastic listener who has been supporting us uh all through our journey will find this to be the best episode i think so this is the best episode because uh, uh scott has uh, really opened up in this one and i could see his passion and i could see his love and i could see his uh, his warm heart uh in in this one i'm sure if you're watching us or if you're hearing us you would have felt it too um that's the end of today's episode scott Thank you guys. Thanks Prashant. Yeah, li- always happy to leave comments and stuff like that and um yeah, thanks so much for listening guys and appreciate it. And we'll see you next time. Ciao. Bye-bye. Bye.